0: It is said that modern insurance can trace its roots at the Great Fire of London in 1666 and that the first accident insurance became available in the late 19th century. But as they say, that's ancient history. These days, the insurance industry is under siege, not by customers looking to buy insurance products, but by outsiders taking the business and with that its clients. In a nutshell, the insurance industry is discovering what banks have learned years ago. Digital technology is empowering non-traditional insurers to capture market share and potentially make insurers obsolete at their own gain but we believe it's never too late to be part of innovation. EY says insurers must embrace change and rethink business models to move towards a compliant, secure, and digitally-enabled operating model to enhance customer, employee, partner, and other stakeholder experiences. The tools are here. What is needed is the willingness to embrace the possibilities. With us today is Mr. Peter Tay, Chief Digital Officer, NTUC Income, to talk about the innovations that are transforming the insurance sector. Peter, welcome to podcasts for Future CIO. Hello, Ellen. Let's start off. In a nutshell, what is the business of NTUC Income?
1: NTUC Income is one of the largest uh, composite insurer operating in Singapore. We cover all lines of businesses and we've been operating in Singapore for the last 51 years.
0: Can you explain to our audience what exactly is insurance as a service? Um.
1: Sure. So insurance as a service basically is a model we have created Uh, it basically folds all our capabilities and experience in innovating, launching, executing and scaling digital insurance innovation in Singapore into a holistic set of offerings um, for our strategic partners in the region. So these offerings basically is tailored such that or design and built such that our partners have the ability to quickly plug into this tried and tested models in Singapore and has been consumer tested Chances are these models have already been launched in Singapore before. So the flexibility of our insurance as a service uh, offers a, what we call a modular plug and play format where partners could get on board very quickly. And then it allows the partner to quickly test bit these product in their own markets so that they could quickly learn and continue to evolve the product. So, of course, along the process, we support the partners in localizing the product as well as the, getting the product to be launched in their market.
0: But you mentioned the products are originally modeled in Singapore and then you're helping partners out, presumably outside Singapore, to deliver the same model. Where are the current market opportunities and what is the appetite for insurance as a service in Southeast Asia? We think
1: the time is right because, um, primarily, of course, Southeast Asia, if you look from a population point, we are talking about a five million population in Singapore versus a 600 over million in Southeast Asia. More importantly, uh, the key conditions are, of course, geographically, it makes sense, uh, because of the huge geographical distribution areas. Another point is that generally, if you look at some of these countries like Indonesia, Vietnam and Malaysia, um, they have a relatively younger populations. And of course, they also have a high digital connectivity high uh, mobile phone penetration and actually from some of the conversation we have been having with our regional partners or potential partners um, we see that people want to get into this digital game and they want to get onto it fast the second consideration is how could they get onto it without very heavy investment for example so this insurance as a service plug this gap where we could actually offer a suite of products allow them to get into market quick and allow someone like us who have launched this in a consumer market to share these experiences and the capability without them going through years of building up. So that's the whole intent and hence it met with this appetite in the region.
0: Speaking of appetite, what are the challenges, if you will, for say, if I'm a potential partner for income and I'm say in Indonesia, I want to offer some of the products that you have and use this uh, IAAS model. What are the challenges for my part to ride into the platform that you have available? Okay, uh, there's a
1: couple of things which we'll talk very broadly
0: on. First and foremost,
1: I think when we talk about digital insurance, I think this is still at at its early stage. And when we think about reimagining insurance, which has been here for decades covering a very traditional risk, if we think about reimagining the whole consumption journey, even the new risk that never exists before, it actually takes a whole shift in a a traditional mindset of traditional insurance. It also dives straight into what we call an income companies where product design product development happens in a very linear way whereas I think for digital insurance I think we take a lot of inputs from the customers it takes an iterative approach in product development implementation keeping our ears on the ground and we accept that a first product go out to the market may or may not meet the needs we continue to evolve the products so I think this is some of the early challenge that's why we always talk about like-minded partners because this is a, a hurdle that needs to be clear but if you, you flip it on the other side even after we We've gotten uh, like-minded partners on the same platform, I, I think what one important thing we need to recognize is customers in the region may not necessarily be exactly the same as in Singapore. There's something we need to recognize. And the second important one is obviously regulations. Insurance is continued to be a heavily regulated industries in any parts of Southeast Asia. So this is where we actually work very closely with our partners to make sure that we could counter the first one, which is the most important one. It's really the mindset. And then we can solve the soft, easier one, I would say. uh, is The regulations and uh. Iteration the product uh, over time.
0: How will the rise of digital consumers change the
1: insurance landscape? Sure. Uh, I, I think the, these trends are affecting not just in Singapore, but clearly in Singapore from where we are. We can see that the changing consumer behaviors and expectation driven by digitalization the rise of big digital ecosystem platforms e-commerce players and of course the covid situation over the last two years i think these are very very big trends that has given digital a big push so the growing digital population will definitely in turn drive the digital insurance consumption over time and in fact this is projected to expand by more than three times to almost 7.6 billion us dollars between 2020 to 2025 so this really sign- a huge potential across the region for insurers to tap this uh, fast-growing market. And in time to come, I'm pretty confident that this will definitely spark new demand for digital-first type of insurance offerings to meet these growing digital populations. Because for for digital economy, I think people look for insurance that is easily accessible, simple. With a click on the phone, they have the ability to acquire insurance. They have the ability to start-stop insurance plan. They have the ability to claim, all at their fingertips. So for example, in Singapore, we actually launched a snack, which is a lifestyle-based micro-insurance offerings. In less than a year, actually, we're already providing more than $200 million worth of coverage, micro-insurance. And what is most interesting is today, we realized more than 70% of these consumers that we have onboarded onto this micro-insurance platform, they are new to income. So that gives us a lot of confidence that is actually a growing demand for digital insurance in the market. And clearly, as I mentioned earlier, the conditions in the Southeast Asia region, seems right for such product and definitely is much a much bigger opportunities just on the sheer size uh, of the population. So we believe
0: this will definitely grow although I, I continue to say that this remains in its early days. Can you please elaborate on what you mean by lifestyle embedded insurance propositions? So in Singapore when we first attempted to really think about
1: how do we make insurance simple and accessible? And one of the ideas that we came up with is that if one day the insurance could be consumed as and when you're doing your daily activities, meaning like you go for a job, you take a train, you take a bus, you buy a cup of coffee, at the same time, you are purchasing a micro insurance. So the whole concept of Snack, well, which is the name of this micro insurance platform that we have created, has that ability for you to first opt in. And once you have opted this, in literally we onboarded some of the key partners in Singapore what it does is very simple you could say that every time when I take a, a train ride I'm going to park 30 cents to buy a critical illness whenever I use a visa to purchase a cup of coffee in Starbucks I like to park 50 cents to purchase a term life and whenever I was jogging when my Fitbit hit 5,000 steps could I buy a dollar of investment micro investment so we have created such that a consumer addressed the importance of uh, insurance right on the start and and they start consuming and building up the portfolio over time instead of a big cash outlay. And most people say, oh, do I, can I commit this over 10 years? Could I afford this $1,000 of investment? What microinsurance does is really we create an almost zero barrier to entry for insurance so that it's almost happening invisibly behind on your daily activities. So, so that's the whole concept of a, what we call lifestyle embedded.
0: Does it require a lot of education on the part of the target consumers uh, for them to pick up the product?
1: You hit it on the spot. I think this product like that is never seen in the market. Definitely not regionally. Um, In fact, I would go a step further to say probably even globally. So a lot of education is needed. But from where we see it, we realize that this would also be picked up by a certain segment of people pretty easily. Meaning there's a, a group of people just don't purchase the traditional product for certain reasons that I've already mentioned. People who feel that uh, they are not ready to commit for a long term at this point. People don't have the immediate cash outlet at this point people just don't wake up one day and decided to call up uh, an advisor and to talk about plans because we're young I'm, I'm i got other things to do this this could be delayed when you design this into embedded within a lifestyle i think it's very different because each pop today we say that you you start off every link uh the minimum we go is 30 cents sing dollars 30 cents you buy yourself one policy so i make this up right if you're 30 years old this 30 cents may cover you say um uh, this for illustration uh, say worth of critical units, for example. And as you go about your daily, this 200 coverage continue to stack up. And each micro policy covers you for the next 12 months. Now, this proposition becomes appealing, right? Because the next day, I could just turn this trigger off. So in future, uh, I mean, I could start with this And the next moment I say, okay, I don't want this anymore. And I'll still cover you for the next one year, the 30 cents, which is for illustration, the $200 of coverage. But people who come in here don't get in and out of it, uh, if you know what I mean. The scheme is designed such that you lead live your lives, normal lives, you don't have to rush to cover the gap. This microinsurance key proposition is about getting people started. I think this is one of the biggest hurdles the insurance industry uh, needs to solve. So hence, this product is, uh, it is designed to solve that problem. Yeah.
0: So what does the outlook for digital insurance in Southeast Asia look like?
1: I have to say, I remain very bullish about a day where this lifestyle embedded insurance proposition will continue to grow. Um, we are, of course, very keen to bring this also to the region. Uh, this is not the first product we brought there. And we believe that this tech-enabled lifestyle has really opened up real opportunities for digital-first insurance solutions. And with our launch of this uh, Insurance as a Service, right, we, we get really excited about these possibilities because we realized that we could scale this in a very, very quick way, in a very quick asset-like way. I mean, you would know that in the past, a traditional insurer attempt to get into another country we'll face a very heavy uh, NMA type of initiative and you get regulatory approval and uh, all sorts of uh, a regulatory process now but in today's context what we do is we supply the innovations but we tap on a local license that has already been approved who has ability to do the duly diligence easily with the local regulators and then we do this partnership and to launch this product quickly to the market it's really exciting in my view and I really believe in in your earlier questions right because of the growth of these digital consumers this is a trend you can't stop it it will spill over
0: to insurance and it's a matter of time We're coming towards the end of the the current year and uh, I think there's no end in sight for COVID. (laughs) You've launched, uh, you mentioned Snap and I believe there are a couple of other products that you've created already as part of this uh, idea. Any new concepts uh, that you're thinking of? It's part of your role, right? Uh, You're the Chief Digital Officer. What are the other possible opportunities that you think would tap in very well or ride very well in this, this insurance as a service model? I think maybe not an idea in specific, but maybe very broad
1: way we think about this, right? I think to allow this model to grow in the region, we also very specifically begin to look at what are the new behaviors, what are the new industries that has been created. And this get exciting and we, we, we even look at industry being disrupted. Just to illustrate a point, when we go to uh, the region, the first product we brought into the region was we call Droplet, which is actually a rain insurance we call. It actually covers the search pricing when a consumer go onto a ride-hailing platform because when it rains, this ride-hailing platform would search the price. So you actually have the ability now to cover this risk. What is interesting is this risk doesn't exist 10 years ago because there's no ride-hailing platforms we are so used to traditional insurance risks like health, life, personal accidents. Now we have begin to have the ability to cover even lifestyle risks because you realize that right hailing is actually most needed when it rains. But the consumer couldn't do that because the price surge. Now, so we, we see a lot of exciting things like that. So this is the angle that the, the team took on. We begin to look at industries that is new, new risks that existed because now consumer exhibit and brand new behaviors. So we find that particularly exciting. And the moment we launch this and Singapore, we say, hey, this clearly is a regional product if you think about it. Because the right-hailing economy is it really is growing. In fact, in the region, uh, I understand it's growing to grow by, you know, leaps and bounds because everybody now is on the right healing platform. And anyone who has taken that understand the frustration when it rains. It's when you need it the most, right? So this is really uh, the approach we are taking and, and keeping our ears close to the ground, listening to the consumers and looking at the mega trends which I shared earlier, uh, the rise of all these digital platforms. I think all this in consolidation would drive us forward in our next imagination of an uh,
0: insurance product. As you grow out and look for new partners in the other markets in Southeast Asia, what is your advice to the business owners, the leaders of these insurance companies in those markets as they look to tap the opportunity that is insurance as a service?
1: I would like to share that maybe in our earlier day experience in Singapore, in fact, we we have been sharpening our digital capabilities over the last couple of years. Yeah, so I think that is an opportunity to shortcut that process and that journey when you believe that is some value in a partnership like that. And the important consideration is always: this is these products are new in the market. It is unlikely that it's going to perform immediately like a traditional product when that whole education uh, of a consumer process has already been well done over the last decades the traditional race is very well entrenched but this new business model needs time to grow and these are very early days but what I bring to the table would not just about tech capabilities not just about ability for you to get to the market quickly I think what we're able to bring to the market is some early signals that we begin to see in our own local market I'm prepared to share some of this product that done exceptionally well some not doing so well but still we have certain beliefs that it is not well in singapore but it may do well in a certain country like indonesia for example because the market conditions are different and we are prepared to do this learning together so so a quick one word to sum up would be let's get started and because the faster you learn i think this is the real competitive advantage we're talking about
0: peter thank you for joining us on Podcasts for future cio thank you alan thank you for your time that was peter tay chief digital officer ntuc income on the innovations that transformation brings to the insurance sector. You are listening in to Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. Bye for now.